Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting from Leander, Texas. It is 5.34 in the morning, May 9th, 2022. Um, it's a Monday, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy week. Um, probably won't hear, uh, you may hear from me later in the week. I'm headed to New Orleans for my oldest daughter's graduation uh, from college, and uh, yeah, I'm that old, man, so... <laughs> I have two little ones and then an oldest one. And uh, yeah, the oldest one is about to graduate from college. So, wow. Uh, anyway, um, this is my video blog, my brain dump, my time in the morning to to uh, reflect on the crypto space and what's happening. And uh, yeah, it's just my time before I go to work um, and before I have to be an employee, a husband, a dad, a friend, and everything else to everybody else. This is my time to just uh, uh, do a little something for myself before my day starts. All right. Um, so none of this is um, sponsored shilling advice. Um, none of this is financial advice. This is barely even educational material. It's not educational material, actually. And it's not technical analysis. Um, yeah. All right. So anyway, disclaimers aside, um, let's go ahead and head on over here to this other screen. And let's take a look and see what the old coin gecko has to say here. Um, everything's kind of in shambles right now. The market is completely dumping. <clears throat> Ethereum is down at $2,423.70. Um, and Bitcoin's down to $33,269. I told you last time I uh, broadcasted on Friday that uh, I don't think that was the end of it. And it wasn't. And over the weekend, you know, things have dumped even more. Stock market's dumping too, um, you know, so is this the time whenever we are going to commence the great reset and, uh, you know, <laughs> they're like, flip the switch, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, who knows what kind of manipulation is happening up in the upper echelons of you know, financial society. I don't have any insight or knowledge about all that. All I can do is just look at these numbers on CoinGecko and go, mm, wow. Yep, yep, oh, wow. And I don't even really try to, you know, I guess they did increase the interest rates on, on the Fed by 0.5%. And yeah, I don't know, a lot of that stuff, it, 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 you know, the most powerful person in the United States is not the president. And I think a lot of people are beginning to realize that. Um, but one of the most powerful people in the United States is the person who controls the Fed. So, yeah, <laughs> um, that has a lot to do with how the uh, stock market does and, uh, you know, how the crypto market does as a result as well. Um, they don't exactly track you know, hand in hand, but uh, they go hand in hand enough together. Um, so anyway, so let's uh, to Binance coins down 13.6%. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Ethereum, 14%. Bitcoin down 13.7%. Um, XRP down 11%. Solana down 18.9%. So, I mean, if, if, if you're, you, if you have faith in the long-term vision of crypto and Web3, 
actually might be a great time to buy. Um, I, you know, I do. I have faith in the long-term vision of crypto and Web3. I think a lot of this stuff may get shaken out, and then you'll have the 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 the, the standards there. Like originally at the very beginning of of uh, the dot-com bubble, you know, and the whole beginning of the internet, you had thousands of different website projects popping up. Um, you know, you had the browser wars, you know, and who ended up winning that? Well, people could say Google won that, but there's a lot of other really cool browsers out there that, uh, you know, I think are better. I use Brave Browser myself, you know, and Brave Browser, it, it allows you, it has a built-in crypto wallet that I don't use, but I mean, it's good enough. And it has privacy features that allows you to control your own data um, in a way that a lot of other website browsers don't like uh, Google and brave browser has a token and um, you can allow certain ads to pop up you know at the very bottom just a tiny little box you know you want to take a look at this and uh, and you get some brave token for allowing that to happen but brave browser really allows you to control your own ads and your own data and stuff like that and it doesn't track you according to keyword and listen to you and all that other stuff so uh, that's why I use Brave. And after hearing that DuckDuckGo um, was sitting there gatekeeping uh, certain websites based on narrative and political agenda, yeah, that's DuckDuckGo is supposed to be, you know, privacy focused. Yeah, right. So anyway, yeah. Um, all right. So today I'm not really going to talk about any of these tokens. I'm going to talk a little more about NFTs. Um, I've been... Trying to, I've been hearing a lot about this board eight yacht club and the whole other side, uh, land deed, other deeds, NFT drop. And this was like, a, I guess, about a week ago. And they had the NFT land drop, and um, everybody was just going nuts over it. That's all I saw on my Twitter feed. And I didn't understand this board eight yacht club. At first, I thought everything was about crypto punks, you know? Like, what happened? When did Board Ape Yacht Clubs become like the number one NFT project when we were all about crypto punks, you know, not too long ago? Um, so let's say here, October 19th, 2021, everybody was all about crypto punks. And uh, people were paying exorbitant amounts. Uh, for instance, crypto punk number 273, Nathan said back in October 19th, 2021, crypto punk 273 just purchased for 265 ETH. And that was about $1 million back then. He says, this is such a nice punk. What a sale. You know, everybody paying exorbitant amounts so they can look cool with a profile pic. Must be nice to have that type of money. Um, you know, I'm sat and sitting here having to scrape change in order to get over to New Orleans to watch my daughter graduate. I'm going to try to give her some graduation money, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cashing out stuff to try to, like, you know, help her. Um, and, you know, she's going out into the big world. I want to give her some money and give her a kickstart. Um, you know, and that, but here's people sitting there blowing a million dollars on a profile pic, you know. So, anyway, so now today, um, nathanhead.eth once again posts and tweets this resold today for 55 ETH instead of 265 ETH at which it was bought at, and it sold at 55 ETH today for a hundred and forty thousand dollars. So, it was bought at 265 ETH, one million dollars, and sold that same crypto punk. For 55 ETH, $140,000, they took a, a $860,000 um, loss 
on that NFT just so they could look cool and hold a crypto punk and brag about it for a while. Was that worth eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars? Well, you know, worth and value are all subjective, aren't they? But um, to me, it's not worth it. And so anyway, crypto punks kind of are out of vogue right now. Who knows if they'll come back in vogue? Um, they probably will at some point, you know, retroactively in the same way. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I imagine, you know, like we have in our generation right now, um, all this nostalgia for Star Wars and all that stuff. I wonder if in the future things will cycle back around and there will be um, a second wave of NFT nostalgia and crypto punks and board apes and stuff like that. And they will treat that in the same way that uh, a lot of people treat Star Wars and Star Trek nowadays. So I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just a thought. Just a thought. Anyway, so let's go over here to, let's see, where do I want to start this? Um, okay, first of all, I got a lot of my information from a, 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 a video on The Defiant. And if you go to The Defiant, T-H-E-D-E-F-I-A-N-T dot I-O, um, it's a great news organization, crypto news, DeFi news, and stuff like that, uh, founded by Camila Russo. And uh, they and Robin Schmidt, he's one of the main um, uh, audiovisual producers there, does a bunch of the videos. And uh, he did a couple videos here about Board Ape Yacht Club and apes and the other side and all that stuff and explains it way better than I could ever do. But, you know, I'll, I'll say a few things in here. Anyway, so Board, Ape, Board Apes, um, they started off as some silly little profile pick project. We'll go over to their website here. Let's take a quick gander at it. Um, and, um, you know, it was right along with, you know, tons of other, you know, profile pick NFT booms. I just ignored board apes, honestly, because, you know, everything was about crypto, uh, crypto punks. I couldn't afford a crypto punk. Um, I just was like, man, I, I, I could not afford any of these PFPs that were popular squiggles, you know, and stuff like that. They're going for, you know, several thousand to hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. I just kind of backed out of it. I was like, look, dude, I'll just be having fun, you know, over here doing my little DGen thing, you know, over with abracadabra.money and <laughs> the spell token. Yeah. You see how that turned out? That turned that didn't turn out well. So maybe I should have been hanging out over on the NFT side of things. My neighbor two doors down, he was, and he's doing very well. Um, but you know, you know, I, that's, that's why you don't follow my advice. I'm not, I'm not a good investor, but uh, I do enjoy research all the, all this stuff, you know, and I don't play around with money that I can't lose. Um, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I was in the wrong the wrong side of things, that's for sure. You know, if you bought into Klima Dow, you know, that did the whole Olympus forks and, you know, this yeah, you, you chose the wrong direction. <laughs> you probably should have been uh, more on the NFT side and the PFP and the gaming side of things. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, what it did, what it do, what it do. But at least I'm I, you know, I, I, I'm at a point where I can understand this. And, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. All right. So let's see here. Welcome to the Board Ape Yacht Club, a limited NFT collection where the token itself doubles as your membership to a swamp club for apes the club is open ape in with a well open only if you have a several hundred thousand dollars but uh um or millions of dollars um there are a lot of celebrities that started buying bored apes as well you know and it became this whole big celebrity you know fufa status and you know everybody trying to fit in and buying bored apes and you know going to these bored ape events bored ape only events they have a bored ape hamburger 
joint out in California. Uh, can't remember what the name of it is, but I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. So let's go to the Board Ape Yacht Club. Let's enter this little, you know, this, uh, I guess, kind of looks like it's in a New Orleans swamp. I'm headed over to New Orleans this week, so I wonder if I'll see something similar. There is a bar um, down in the French Quarter called, uh, um, why can't I, I, I think of it? Um, oh, my God. It has this huge hamburger. Uh, I went there a long time ago with my girlfriend in high school, and then she showed me it. Um, oh my god, cap, cap, oh man, it's gonna pop in my head later. Um, call port of call, port of call, yes, and and it's over there down. I, I can't remember what street it was, maybe Esplanade and something like Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, port of call has this huge hamburger, they have this big old famous drink called the monsoon, and it looks like this on the inside. Um, so yeah, if you're in new Orleans, go check out port of call. It's kind of a tourist destination now, I guess, but it's not really, it's not on bourbon street. It's kind of tucked away down, you know, deep in, you know, kind of the periphery of, of the French quarter. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the board ape yacht club It's a collection of 10,000 board ape NFTs, unique digital collectibles living on the Ethereum blockchain. Your board ape doubles as your yacht club membership card and grants access to members only benefits. The first of which is the access to the bathroom, uh, a, a, a collaborative graffiti board, future areas and perks can be unlocked by the community through roadmap activation, the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times in bars, the bathroom is the place, you know, especially if you're doing a little, you know, um, toot toot. Um, but uh, not, I've never done that. <laughs> but, but a lot of people just kind of disappear in the bathroom. And I was kind of naive. And I'd be, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? Anyway, the, the bathroom ended up being really graffitied up. Um, a lot of times it was tore up. There's some famous bathrooms in Austin. The Jackalope was one of them for the longest time. The Emo's bathroom, you know, um, you had the, the Trophy bathroom. You know, so there was just some gnarly, gnarly bathrooms. Uh, so I guess it's kind of fitting. You know, you got a dumpy little bar in the swamp and you, the bathroom is the place where everybody goes. It's a collaborative graffiti board. All right. So um, fair distribution. Bonding, bonding curves are a Ponzi. So there's, there's no bonding curves here. Buying a board ape costs 0.08 ETH. <laughs> Back then when it costs 0.08 ETH, uh, that was probably about... Mm, I would say that was about like maybe seven hundred to six hundred dollars, yeah, five to seven hundred dollars, depending on what the price of ETH was, I guess. Um, so yeah, you know, could have bought it for the back then if you knew about the mint and if you were interested in that stuff. And anyway, each board ape is unique and programmatically generated from over one hundred and seventy possible possible traits including expression headwear clothing and more all apes are dope but some are rarer than others the apes are stored as erc 721 tokens on the ethereum blockchain and hosted on ipfs all right to, to access members only areas such as the bathroom ape holders will need to be signed into their metamask wallet so yeah, there's uh, okay. Here I gotta know more about this bathroom. The the board API club bathroom will become operational once the pre-sale period is over. It contains a canvas accessible only to wallets containing at least one ape. Like any good dive bar bathroom, this is the place to draw, scrawl, or write explet expletives. Each ape holder will be able to paint a pixel pixel on the bathroom while every 15 minutes. Think of it as a collaborative art experiment or the cryptosphere for the cryptosphere. The members only canvas for the discerning minds of crypto Twitter. We're pretty sure this club is going to be full of. <laughs> all right man uh, i gotta take a look at this bathroom hold on let's follow this link real quick just to take a quick gander at it um <clears throat> yep 
log in the bathroom. I don't have a board ape yacht, so I cannot log into the bathroom. Okay, well, I'm, anyway, go in the bathroom anyway. I'll piss out on the side of the building, all right? And I don't have to drop a deuce. So, all right. So anyway, um, they were kind of at a stopping point. Um, they were in, they were enjoying this wild ride of success, you know, after having supplanted CryptoPunks as the number one NFT project. And so what next? You know, they, they well, you know, let's, let's, they got to, you know, they can't just keep doing PFP stuff. That bubble's going to burst. Um, if it hasn't already, I mean, I don't think it's quite bursted yet. And then play to earn games. There, there's a thought. Um, so they decided to create their own metaverse. Okay. There's a lot of metaverses out there. There's, you know, crypto voxels. There's, there's, um, uh, sand for the, um, the sandbox. And there's uh, Decentraland. There's Somnium Space. Um, there's a but there's there's Wilder Worlds. There's Gala Games. There's a ton of different metaverses out there. I could just go on and on naming metaverses, and it kind of fractionalizes and puts people in these tiny little tribes. Once again, you know, crypto has kind of a reputation and a a, a penchant towards creating tribes and you know we don't have sports teams you know if you're not into sports and then you're into crypto you still end up following falling into the same pattern of falling into your tribe rooting for your team and uh you know people up at the top that are doing the bread and circus you know um finger puppet games they don't care what team you root for or even what connection it has whether it's crypto or playing with balls <laughs> um, they just want you to to jump go into a tribe and to to you know uh, find your identity in that and uh, ignore the people at the top all right so anyway i digress all right so they decided to create their own metaverse and um it's you know called the other side and um so let's see over here everything you need to know about uh, so he here is a um, a little article about other deeds and other sides. So they had a land sale last weekend for these board ape yacht clubs. And so what the other side is supposed to be, they, they said we can't just you know lock out everybody else because nobody can afford to do board apes except for you know some people with tons of money. So how can we allow everybody else to participate in this you know NFT crypto metaverse world? Uh, well, we have to make it to where it is compatible and can allow any other NFT, PFP, profile pick project, uh, play to earn NFT to go into this world. So it doesn't matter whether you have a crypto punk, a bored ape. Um, I, maybe I'm one of my freaks and guilds. One of my freaks from the freaks and guilds game I play can go in there. Maybe an Axie can go in there for, from Axie Infinity. Maybe an Avagachi could go in there. Um, maybe squiggles could go in there, you know, like it doesn't matter what type of NFT you have. It can all go in there as long as it's something like an ERC 721 and it can all go in and be a part of this world. So it's kind of a metaverse for metaverses, you know, it's a, and it, yeah, um, it, it's, it's a whole other dimension and level of what a metaverse is. You know, we start things out with some kind of semblance of familiarity whenever we venture into somebody new. For instance, you know, the, the first uh, car was called a horseless carriage. And then the first uh, uh, online newspaper used basically just it was just a PDF, a scanned in PDF of an actual newspaper. 
And then the homepage looked just like a newspaper. Then it started to evolve out and become more what you see on news websites and stuff like that that are highly interactive and you can leave comments and yeah, all that other stuff. But it didn't start out that way. Everything starts with some sort of familiarity. So, you know, metaverses, you know, they, they start off with this whole idea of, oh, you know, you can go in there and do things you would do in the real world. You know, okay, yeah, what would you do in the real world? You would go to a concert, everybody puts on their oculuses, and they, they behave in the way that they would in the real world in the metaverse. Well, I'm sure a lot of that will change, you know, and this is kind of one step in that direction. Well, you have a metaverse of metaverses, and you allow every single different type of PFP and NFT to be compatible with it. So they launched the land sale for this um, other other side and uh, um, it is a huge huge uh, let me see if I can pull it up um, let's see other side metaverse okay let me google it because there's the map then there's this huge map um, on the other side and it is massive of all the land plots um, so let's go over here and let me see if I can find a, a look um, I, I will I'm going to add map to the end of the search because I want you to take a look at this map. I mean, it is uh, I'm not amp. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, me and my typos. All right, map. All right, other side metaverse map. Okay. So anyway, it looks like a freaking galaxy, you know. And each land plots the stars. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, the other side metaverse details are not not disclosed yet. Um, I will pull up this website real quick. But anyway, the land sale happened and um, people are buying all these plots of land and they are looking at each each plot of land. Uh, it just kind of shows you how to do it. So it doesn't show you the map. So anyway, each plot of land um, has different attributes, just like the NFTs have different attributes. Right. So um, let me go back to this article and they, they have, um, you know, let's see here. Uh, so each plot. OK. There's all these different icons. It's a dynamic NFT. Um, so here's here's a little um, uh, a key of what the NFT looks like here, and uh, it shows here the land, the name, and the the name of the sediment. So it has different sediments and and uh, um, materials that you can find on the lands. The lands have land rarity tiers from one to five. Um, your lands have different artifacts, um, and then. Yeah, the the dots here represent rarity tiers. Um, you could, you know, for instance, have have oil on your land, or you could have, you know, nickel or some kind of min mineral or something like that. And your land could have a coda, and so that's like this mystery creature here um, up here at the top. You'll see this coda that ah, that's appearing on land deeds, and they're highly sought after. Um, so if you find a coda then the land is suddenly worth a lot more, but nobody really knows why yet. And that they're selling like Coda Potion as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, got me. You got everybody else. Um, but it's definitely affecting the value of it. But anyway, um, this land sale completely locked up Ethereum. So if you look right here at that, um, the Ethereum daily burned, you know, because according to EIP 1559, Ethereum gets burned now instead of being rewarded to the miners. And it, it kind of helps you track it. Um, and look at that, that spike right there. So if you go over here to watchtheburn.com, you can kind of see 
Um, a real-time look at how much Ethereum is being burned. Actually, um, on um, early Mother's Day morning, Ethereum was really low. Uh, <laughs> I guess nobody was really, uh, um, you know, dealing with Ethereum. They were too busy saying, you know, saying, telling their mom they love them, which is good. So, but anyway, this is a real-time graph of all the different transactions and how much ETH is burned per the, per transaction. Um, so ETH is deflationary, and that's what EIP-1559 did. It made it to where the miners um, weren't completely uh, taking all this Ethereum as the mining reward. And, uh, you know, because Ethereum transactions are expensive, especially when the, the network is clogged up, then it gets extremely expensive. Then the miners love that. And then they were taking all those profits, and then they were just, like, dumping that Ethereum on the market. And it was just, like, not good for the price value of Ethereum. So they did EIP-1559, and the EIP stands for Ethereum Improvement Protocol. And they are voted on by the Ethereum community because Ethereum is not a company. You know, I've heard somebody call Bitcoin a company the other day. I was just like, no, Bitcoin is like, I was, I was telling them, I was like, I might, you know, I'm, I'm in application process for doing audiovisual for a Bitcoin mining company. And they were like, oh, um, they're like, oh, so, so, you know, they were talking about Bitcoin like it was a company. They're like, so how much does Bitcoin pay? You know, I'm like, no. Like Bitcoin is not a company. <laughs> These conversations that you have sometimes. Well, Ethereum is not a company. They used Ethereum improvement protocols and all the people running um, in nodes and stuff like that vote on it. Um, and, uh, and the people in the Ethereum Foundation, people in the Ethereum DAO vote on it. And I think that I, I'm, I'm not even, the, I'm terrible at expl explaining this. But anyway, um, yeah, Ethereum is not a company. And then so they voted on EIP 1559 to get back to the point. And EIP 1559 burns most of those fees. And then the people doing the transaction can leave a tip for the miner. And so here you see tips um, right here. Oh, let me expand the screen out slightly so the people watching can see. Um, and um, okay. So there's all the burned NFT. There's 2,286,837 burned Ethereum. Um, there's rewards, 3,727,304 3, ETH. And then there's tips, 396,803 um, tips that went to the miners. So yeah, man. Um, anyway, so I've digressed. Let's go back over here to the Board Ape Yacht Clubs. So... Um, let's go back to this article. So when they did this land sale, what happened is everybody was converging on the NFT market at once. And that's on Ethereum and everything got locked up and people were, um, paying as much as five ETH in gas fees for transactions. It was about 3000. So 3000 times five, you know, so yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, you know, money, <laughs> just to run one transaction. So yeah, um, yeah, $15,000 just to run one transaction so they can get that. See, that's a game for the rich. It definitely locks out a lot of people. Um, they were going to do a Dutch auction and at first. So I, I didn't know what a Dutch auction was. Um, and they canned the idea of the Dutch auction at the last minute. And that you know, upset people as well. So a Dutch auction is a market structure in which the price of something offered is determined after taking in all bids to arrive at the highest price, which is the total offering 
can be sold. In this type of auction, investors place a bid for the amount they're willing to buy in terms of quality, quantity, and price. A Dutch auction also refers to a type of auction in which the price of an item is lowered until it gets a bid. The first bid made is the winning bid and results in a sale, assuming the price is above the reserve price. This is in contrast to typical auction markets where the price starts low and then rises as bidders compete against one another to be the successful buyer. All right, so uh, here's an example. Uh, let's see here. If a company is using a Dutch auction um, initial public offering for shares of a stock or whatever, potential investors enter their bids for the number of shares they want to purchase as well as the price they're willing to pay. For example, an investor may place a bid for 100 shares at $100 while another investor offers $95 for 500 shares. Uh, once all the bids are submitted, the allotted placement is assigned to the bidders with the highest bids down until all the allotted shares are, assi are assigned. However, the price that each bidder pays is based on the lowest price of all the allotted bidders or essentially the last successful bid. Therefore, even if you bid $100 for your 1,000 shares, the last successful bid is $80. You will only have to pay $80 for your 1,000 shares. So, all right, man. Um, so that's kind of how Dutch auctions work. They were going to do it that way, um, and they didn't. Um, so let's take a look back at this article. All right. So, um, okay. So at this time of writing, it, uh, this, this article was on, uh, May 3rd. So, um, other deed for other side ranked number one by trading volume on open sea marketplace for the last 24 hours. And of course the last seven days, according to Nansen, other deed for other side has been the top selling NFT collection for the past 24 hours with a sales volume of over 111,000 Ethereum. It's not too much to say that the other side made its first land sale was a success. It is worth mentioning that the other side project is not the ordinary AAAA PFP or 10K project. Uh, all the the um, 55,000 plots of land were sold out immediately. And he said, I heard a lot of people paid a large amount of money on gas fees. The burning rate of Ethereum hit a new all-time high due to the other side NFT mint. Users paid as much as 5 ETH in gas fees in, in, in a transaction. Um, so, wow, that is a shite show. A lot of people didn't like this mint, even if Yuga Labs were refunding the gas fees. And Yuga Labs is the one that is in, in charge of all this, the one that made... And board apes and all this you know, other side and all that stuff. Uh, and Yuga Labs acquired CryptoPunks as well. So they're they're buying up everything. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So from the following pick, you can find that users even pay as high as $63,893.01. Oh, sorry. 60, from the following pick, you can find that users pay even, even pay as high as $63,893. ETH, that's $177 million in gas fees just to be able to mint the lands and the other side of Metaverse. That is insane. It definitely created some of the highest gas fees in the, the history of the Ethereum network. That's totally crazy in my opinion, or the author's opinion. My facial expression is just like the monkey below, and that's a bored ape, right? So the rise and fall of ape coin prices. So at first... Yeah, you, you, you would need the ape coin in order to buy land and because that's what the ape coin was going to be. And it's going to be the currency 
in the in the other side metaverse so that's you know whether or not you you think that's valuable or not um that's what the ape coin is used for i know i said in a few episodes back i have no idea what this ape coin is for uh but apparently you know it seemed to be doing well that's because it was an anticipation of this land sell because you had to buy the land with ape and then suddenly it opens up oh you don't just need ape you can have ethereum too you know and then all this other stuff and then they had all these high prices, and ApeCoin has crashed since then. Um, but uh, yeah, you can you can keep holding on to your ape if you think you're you're going to be going into this metaverse and using things and buying things. Well, the ApeCoin is going to be doing it. However, this 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 crash and this this high Ethereum prices caused a lot of controversy, and the, the company recognized this. And they say, well, we think that we are going to create a, a ApeCoin on its own blockchain. And that's not unheard of. I mean, like, for instance, Axie Infinity has its own blockchain uh, that Ronin sits on. And if you're in a metaverse, you're doing lots of transactions back and forth. So you can't be doing that on Ethereum because Ethereum is just too slow and too expensive. You know, and you can't bring you can't run a metaverse on Ethereum, period. You know, um, so you have to use some kind of layer two solution or your own blockchain. Maybe a layer two solution would be better for this. But uh, they're talking about putting ApeCoin on its own blockchain, much in the same way that um, uh, the Axie Infinity, the smooth, the smooth love potion, um, the SLP is is the SLP token for Axie Infinity is on the Ronin blockchain. Um, so, yeah, and that's quick and fast. However, we just recently had a six hundred and sixty million dollar Ronin hack. Um, so the bridge bridging from Ethereum to Ronin got hacked and like 600,000, uh, $600 million got lost, you know, got hacked and got taken, uh, because they hacked the bridge from Ethereum to Ronin. So there's a risk there. If ApeCoin decides to go to its other blockchain, then there's a risk that that bridge, you know, could get hacked as well. And that's dangerous. And that scares a lot of people. A lot of people don't like that. And so the ApeCoin has dropped in value. Um, and a lot of people were so pissed saying that this was all a conspiracy to have, you know, they purposely canceled that Dutch auction and they purposely uh, choked up the Ethereum network in order to justify um, the announcement that they were going to do to say that we're going to put um, uh, the ApeCoin on its own blockchain. So I don't know. You know I don't know the, the, the validity of all that, but uh, that's just what I've seen people on the Twitter space saying. Anyway, so uh, the, the rising fall of ApeCoin price is just a reflection of the demand and supply game. It can also be the result of the old adage, buy the rumor, sell the news. Um, anyway, so let's uh, they just talked about a bunch of the attributes of the land. There are a total of 15 categories of traits for the land. There's artifacts. Um, category, Eastern resource, Eastern resource tier, environment, environment tier, coda, Northern resource, Northern resource tier, sediment, sediment tier, Southern resource, Southern resource tier, Western resource and Western resource tier. Interesting. Okay. Huh? And there's a bunch of different rarity features and all that. Um, so each plot of land possibly containing natural resources, rare artifacts, and the lucky few, a coda. But what was that? What would involve? And what could we do with a coda? No clue. And that's what people just, just 
they love the mystery of it, you know, and they're just like, they want the coda so bad, but they don't know what it does. <laughs> so meet the coda is the intro posted on the other side website. The primal beings have ushered us into the other side. We don't know why they've brought us here or what their affinity to this land is. If you're lucky enough to meet a coda, tread cautiously. There's a total of 10,000 K codas and a hundred thousand plots of land parcels at the time of writing. The other price, the floor price of the other deed with a coda on it is around 20 ETH. So let's take a look. I do have open seas pulled up. First of all, let's go take a quick look at the board. Oh my God, I've gone on for 35 minutes. I did not even realize it. Um, this is, this is, I mean, I, I never really know what I'm going to talk about every single morning. I just kind of just do it, you know, and, uh, a lot of people would say that I would, would stop, you know, and be, I don't know what I'm going to say, you know, I got to create an outline, you know, <laughs> all these things of why they can't do something, you know, just do it and trust the process. And a lot of times it will come out. Okay. Everything is going to be all right. Anyway. So here's the board API club. Let me refresh this page and uh, let's see what the floor price for a board ape is right now. It looks to be 96 ETH. Um, God, it's just ridiculous. That's nuts, man. Um, all right. So anyway, I just, I just sound old saying that, you know, this <laughs> is ridiculous. This is nuts. <laughs> I am cantankerous sometimes, you know, I can be a cantankerous old man. Um, anyway, so let's take a look at these other deeds over here on open sea. Let's see what, what that looks like. Um, cantankerous. I love that word. Cantankerous. All right, so open sea other deed collection. Let's see what these land parcels are going for. Apparently, they've sold off like what fifty one thousand so far, um, and they're going to have another a second land sale. Um, and I wonder if that's going to be so. The floor price right now for that is two point eight ETH. Um, ETH right now is going for twenty four hundred bucks. So you're paying about five in terms of like um, metaverse NFT land projects. That's actually not a bad floor price. Um. But I think a lot of people are having buyer's regret <laughs> because it, it wasn't like that a while ago, as you saw from the article I read from May 3rd. Amazing how fast some things can change in the in the uh, crypto world. Um, anyway, it's taking forever to pull up. And I've been rambling on long enough. I didn't realize I was going on for 37 minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, if you got a couple of ETH laying around, and they, and relatively speaking, they look like they could be fairly affordable. But I guarantee you that none of these selling here at the bottom would have something like a coda on them. But why? What do codas even do? You know? Um, but, yeah. Well, let's see here. Um, so top bid. No, those are just bids. Um, so the floor price, so yeah, 2.82 ETH. Anyway, so I don't know. You can you can go in there, go into the Defiant and watch that video uh, that Robin Schmidt put on. Hell of a lot more of it entertaining than me. And uh, yeah, and um, there's, there's so much material on this. I I just had to take a look, and um, it's not really my thing, but I just I wanted to find out. Inquiring minds want to know. You know, that's, that's uh, 
Um, anyway, what is the other side? Oh, hold on. Let me just read this. As per the trailer, the other side metaverse appears to be a multi-land metaverse. It is a game based on the metaverse is a game-based metaverse project to be launched by Yuga Labs, is also the creator behind Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, ApeCoin powers the project. The teaser that was launched earlier increased the excitement and people. The soon-to-be-launched Other Side Metaverse seems to trifold the excitement and bring new things to the virtual world as per reports. Yuga Labs has teamed up with Animo Animoca or Animoca, an 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 whatever, Animoca, I'll just say that, uh, Animoca. And Animoca to build this super exciting metaverse. The project seems to support different NFTs. A submarine can be seen in the trailer that carries several NFTs. CryptoPunks, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, World of Women, MeBits, and many other NFTs are included in this list. ApeCoin was launched a few months ago that will power this project. It is already ranked 33rd as per coin market cap ranking. Um, and this was, uh, what, like April, May 5th. Okay. All right, man. Anyway, yeah, I've rambled on long enough. Um, you guys have a good day. I'm going to get my butt to work. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, I'm going to keep keep tabs and kind of just follow all this stuff uh, with the Board Ape Yacht Club and just kind of, you know, probably won't be participating um, probably till it's too late, honestly. But uh, <laughs> that's how it rolls, man. All right. Uh, let me get back over here to this screen. And, um yeah, I will talk to you guys when I talk to you. Have a good day. Later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1, that's E-U-R-E-K-A, John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.